As I contemplate Christmas, Advent, many things come to mind. I have a pretty busy internal and external life, so the thoughts are many and varied. Jesus is in there for sure, but if I'm honest, he is not always the primary thought surrounding my heart or my preparations for Christmas. I find myself thinking more about travel plans to be with family and the gifts I would like to bring than preparing my heart for the coming of Jesus. Clearly, for those of us who believe in the biblical telling, Jesus has already come. The arrival in a manger in the little town of Bethlehem that we sing about happened a very, very long time ago. It was obscure. His initial arrival was obscure. It was far away in time and place from us. There were two people intimately involved in the preparation for his birth, and it was in this town that was full and busy, but I'm assuming that darkness had settled in and a young woman with her new husband ushered in the creator of the world, a tiny helpless baby, to an audience of essentially none. The impact of his life, though, remains to this day. I mean, he essentially holds the whole entire world together. His initial arrival in the world was impactful to Mary, to Joseph and creation, the angels for sure, and heaven and shepherds. Jesus arrived in the world the way all humans come after the familiar nine months in the womb. And his arrival was heralded by one woman and one man, angels and shepherds. In a culture of social media, where if we don't have an audience, it can seem that what we witness or what happens to us isn't that important. What importance do we attach to the things that happen in the quiet of our hearts or home when no one is looking? When Jesus shows up in ways that we don't anticipate, we didn't expect, or he doesn't seem to show up at all. Advent is by definition a coming There is much anticipation and much waiting involved in the advent and coming of Jesus. Those of us who follow Jesus and love Jesus and know Jesus often wonder at the way he shows up in our lives. We're not that different than those that the Bible talks about. Many people were waiting for Jesus. Luke 2 Verse 22 says, And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem, that's Jesus, to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, And this man was righteous and devout and waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to him, or to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for the revelation to the gentiles and for the glory to your people israel 
And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, not for a sign that is opposed, and a sword shall a sword will pierce through your own soul, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, and she was advanced in years, and having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then a, as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart the temple, but she was worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. There's many parts of the story that are impactful and meaningful and whatnot. But what I really wanted to focus on today is that they were waiting. These two people, Simeon and Anna, are a picture of of the world waiting, of the Israelites who have been waiting for the Messiah, waiting for Jesus to come. So he was heralded, Mary, Joseph, creation, shepherds, angels, heaven. Now Simeon and Anna, still pretty quiet, still pretty uneventful. But he showed up, he was here, he came. Again, not the way that the world expected him. The other passage I just wanted us to look at, not a typical Advent passage, but it's the Hebrews 11 passage that we often call the heroes of the faith. And it talks through all of these saints that have gone before us and the way they walked in faith. I'm going to just read some of that. Um, Hebrews 11, verse 8, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to the live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has a foundation, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him, as good as dead, who were born descendants, as many as the stars of the heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. Here's the thing, though. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on this earth. For the people who speak thus made it clear that they were seeking a homeland, If they had been thinking that the land from which they had gone out, that they would have lived and had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. We have by faith Abraham. We have by faith Joseph. We have by faith Moses. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea on dry land, but the Egyptians didn't. And then in verse 32, it says, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, bump, 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 bump. Women received back their dead by resurrection. It goes on, it says, Some were stoned and killed of of them of whom the world was not worthy 
It says all of these, now in verse 39, and all of these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what has promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. First, or chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and, us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus looking to Jesus, the founder, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We don't often look at the end of the story when we're thinking about Advent, but this is what Jesus was setting in motion. This is what had been set in motion at the beginning of time, that Jesus would come, that he would be the redemption of Israel, that he would draw us into relationship with him. His birth in a manger is about a bigger story before and after that significant time when he became God with us. It's part of a bigger story. People had been waiting and longing for God to show himself faithful and true. We have examples of in the Old Testament of him showing himself faithful and true and, and people responding to him in faith. But they died before the fullness of it came. And Jesus is part of that fullness. And we've been grafted in. Those of us who believe in Jesus are grafted into this relationship that's going to continue on for eternity. So there's this hope. There was this hope that people were waiting for. The consolation of Israel. The hope of a Messiah. The hope of a heavenly kingdom. A heavenly life. A heavenly home. All of these things are wrapped up in this birth of Jesus. That seems so insignificant to some, if you were looking from the outside in, just a man and a woman having a baby, pretty common, but not so common after all. Not so common after all. This God who holds the world together, who spoke the world into existence, chose to come as a baby and to set up his kingdom. So there's so much, there's so much involved in the coming of Jesus. But just for today, let's remember the hope, that he is our hope. The people have hoped for him to come. He is our hope. He is here now. John 1, 11 to 17 says, He came to his own, the Israel, his own, those he created, and those who were his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, Jesus. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, Emmanuel. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him, cried out in the wilderness saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, and grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Hope. Hope. What do we need to reflect on this week? What do we need to receive? What do we need to know? What do we need to remember about the truth of Jesus? past, present, future, truth of Jesus. What are we waiting for? What are we longing for? 
What are we hoping for? As we purpose to prepare our hearts for Jesus, I want us to be able to take some time to sit, to reflect, and to just be with him. Maybe it's to read over some scripture. Maybe it's to be reminded of songs that draw us close into his presence. Advent is by definition coming. And Jesus has come. He has come. Let's spend some time with him.